We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're talking rest of season, strength of schedule on Roto-Viz Radio. Hey everyone, welcome on into the Rotoviz Fantasy Football Show. I'm Dave Cabin, one of the owners here at Rotoviz. I am going to be doing this episode solo, but Curtis and I will be back another two times this week. We're going to try to do four episodes this week because I did want to take a little bit of time and talk about strength of schedule highlighting some of the teams that have played the most difficult schedule at this point and then contrasting that that with teams that are going to play the easiest schedules for the rest of the season, see if there's any overlap teams that are going to have radical shifts and all of those good things. So without further ado, let's start taking a look at running backs. The team that has had the most easy schedule at running back between weeks one and seven actually was the Atlanta Falcons. Now it's interesting if you're considering that in the context of Cordero Patterson, because he is used in a way that is different than your traditional running back. Atlanta though flips from having one of the easiest schedules to having a schedule that puts them pretty close to the bottom quartile through the rest of the year. Other teams with the easiest running back schedules To start off the year, San Francisco, they were at number two, and they actually have a fairly decent schedule from here on out. A couple of tough games in the next three, but overall, not that difficult of a schedule for the rest of the year. Behind San Francisco, we have Carolina, and Carolina remains in the top eight for the back half. So if we see Christian McCaffrey come back, he should be in a really great spot to give you some return on that investment that you made. And if not, this works out for Chuba Hubbard. Behind Carolina, you had Green Bay. And Green Bay moves towards the back half for the rest of the year. But I don't think that that matters tremendously for Aaron Jones and the A.J. Dillon duo, in particular, Jones. You also had New Orleans. 
uh, and they will, like Green Bay, drop back into the middle half, not that drastic of a change. And behind them, Kansas City. Now, down the stretch, Kansas City, and I shouldn't really say down the stretch, for the rest of the season, Kansas City now falls into the bottom five teams in terms of running back strength of schedule. So if you had aspirations of making a play for one of the backs in that backfield, moving on towards the rest of the season, that might not be the greatest move, which perhaps gives you more of an incentive to move off of Darrell Williams if you have him or Clyde Edwards-Alaire if you're able to cash in on any excitement that arise when he eventually returns from IR. Behind Kansas City, you had Baltimore, and the rest of the season outlook for Baltimore is tough. They are actually the team with the most difficult schedule between weeks 8 and 17 for running backs out of all teams. And it's interesting with the way that team is banged up, with the way that they have multiple running backs, what this could mean for the rest of the season. But one thing is clear, they have an absolute gauntlet. They also face the Rams in week 17, which could be an important factor for teams that find themselves playing in their finals in week 17. Now let's compare and contrast that with the teams that were at the bottom of the running back strength of schedules. At this point, Houston has played the most difficult schedule of any team from a running back perspective. Their fortunes will reverse to some degree, playing an average schedule to close things out. They do, though, get a nice stretch of games between weeks 14 and 17, pretty much all green with Seattle, Jacksonville, Chargers, and 49ers. And when I say green, I am referring to the heat map that is in the strength of schedule streaming app grid on the site that makes it fairly easy to digest the difficulty of a team's upcoming schedule. So that's Houston. Then there is the Seahawks. Now, Seattle, really tough schedule to open things up. Uh, In the recent stretch, they played the Rams, Pittsburgh, and New Orleans, all pretty difficult matchups for teams on the ground. They see a big reversal. They actually have the fifth most easy schedule for running backs between weeks 8 and 17. So if you are trying to make sense of what you do with a player like Rashad Penny, Alex Collins, Chris Carson know that there are a number of favorable games for this team down the stretch, and they actually tried the most favorable matchup in week 17. They do, though, get a tough matchup with the Rams in week 15, but overall, one of the most favorable schedules on the horizon for that backfield. Jacksonville started off the season with a challenging schedule. And they will play a considerably easier schedule down the stretch um, coming in with the looks like 10th most difficult or 10th least difficult schedule to close things off. Bodes well for James Robinson, uh, Detroit, and it might not matter because DeAndre Swift has been absolutely crushing things, played the fourth most difficult running back schedule And in the back half of the year, things are going to flip. They play a fairly easy schedule uh, to close off the season. Notable games against Atlanta and Seattle that at this point look favorable in the finals or semifinal stretch, most likely for your league. 
New York Giants had played the fifth most difficult schedule for running backs. Like some of these other teams we talked about, they see a pretty big reversal playing the fifth easiest schedule for the rest of the season. Uh, if Saquon Barkley comes back anytime soon and he'd been looking good, there's definitely a nice outlook for him on the horizon making him more attractive even of an option to try to make a play for uh, if you want to go ahead and take some of that risk going for player that albeit has been banged up already this year um, but has looked good at times and that you're hoping returns to what we had seen from him in the past so that is an interesting schedule that sets up for Saquon Barkley Remember, there was a tough start to the year for Barkley, but in weeks three and four, when he was playing at what felt like the closest to full strength that you would see, he put up 21.4 against Atlanta, 29.6 against the Saints in those games, had considerable opportunity with uh, a minimum of 13 rushes in each game and six targets uh, in total had 16 plus 13, that's 29 rushes and 13 yards, or excuse me, 13 targets in those two games. The Cleveland Browns also see a pretty big reversal. Uh, like some of the other teams we might talk about, probably doesn't matter that much for their players, but they have played a pretty tough schedule. And in the back half of the year, they'll play a middling schedule. Now that's not too much of a difference, but for a team with backs like Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb that are going to be coming back, that's something worth paying attention to. Uh, and if we do see things linger with Kareem Hunt, gives a little bit more room or runway, if you will, for Dearness Johnson, who we saw absolutely tear things up on Thursday, looked really good. Now, the interesting thing there is, and we've talked about this before on the show, how solid some of those advanced metrics have been for both Chubb and Hunt. Then we saw Johnson come in, do very similar things, look really good. You could question how much of this might be the offensive line, the scheme, the team, but really all that matters is that Johnson would be in the backfield on that team and could carry that forward. So a bit of a role reversal there for Cleveland. And then the other team uh, is the Las Vegas Raiders played a very difficult schedule, but it will remain fairly difficult to close things out. The team with the most favorable schedule is the Philadelphia Eagles followed by Denver. So there's a lot more information that you could glean here as you play with the particular weeks that you're displaying in these heat maps um, and playing around with different things. So definitely go to the site and check that out if you haven't done that in a while. Um, it's a very useful way to absorb a lot of this information. To make our way over to wide receiver, the team that had the most favorable schedule to this point was the Buffalo Bills. That will flip to some degree, but it doesn't really matter when you have guys like Diggs and Emmanuel Sanders, um, tight end. Well, we'll look at tight ends in specific later. Uh, the Chargers also played a pretty favorable schedule. They'll move towards the middle of the pack of the pack. Again, this is a team that's so good that probably doesn't matter. The Eagles had the third most favorable schedule. Things take a drastic flip for the team here. Weeks 8 to 17, they face the sixth toughest schedule. 
Now, one saving grace for the team will be that in weeks 15 and 17, they're going to be playing Washington, which at this point looks like one of the more favorable matchups that a team is going to get. So that's something worth keeping in mind, but it could be tough going behind the Eagles, the team with the most favorable schedule is Arizona Cardinals, uh, who will continue to play a pretty easy schedule, should close things out there uh, with just a ton more points. Uh, New Orleans actually remains in the exact same spot, playing the fifth easiest schedule to open the year and will play the fifth easiest schedule down the stretch. Could bode nicely for Michael Thomas when he returns. Behind New Orleans, you had the New York Giants. Their outlook takes a bit of a turn as the Giants move more towards an average schedule. Let's contrast that teams that were at the bottom. You actually had the Dallas Cowboys playing the single most difficult schedule for wide receivers. Still an offense that's put up a lot of points for its wide receivers. You have Michael Gallup coming back, which is pretty exciting, especially because the Cowboys draw the second easiest schedule from here on out, out of all teams. Also drawing matchups like the Eagles with Washington in the important weeks right at the end of the year. So that's something worth keeping in mind as you evaluate players that you could go and get. Maybe that makes Michael Gallup even more of an attractive option to you than he would have been. Uh, and the other pass catchers there in that offense. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. The Raiders 
And Derek Carr has been pretty good. We've seen some exciting games for some of these players. They played the second most difficult schedule for wide receivers. And like the Cowboys, variant swings in the right direction for this team. They go to now playing the easiest remaining schedule of all wide receiving, or excuse me, easiest schedule for all teams for its wide receivers with some very favorable matchups down the stretch. So that's something to pay attention to divisional rival for the Raiders. The Denver Broncos played the third most difficult schedule to open the season. And in the back half of the year, things will get a little bit easier, but they're still pretty close to that bottom quartile in terms of difficulty. We have two games with the chargers has not been a favorable matchup for teams. They have a game with the Raiders in there who have been fairly limiting to wide receivers. Uh, they also have another contest with the, or not another, I shouldn't say, but they have a contest with the Eagles, another team that has been pretty stout to fantasy wide receivers. Now, New England opened the year with a difficult schedule coming in with the fifth toughest schedule. Fortunes also flip for them. They have a nice schedule towards um, the middle of the year, in particular weeks 10 to weeks 13. Problem though for New England is that though things flip for them, they still have a matchup with Buffalo in week 13, as well as a matchup with Buffalo in week 16. So if you are constructing a team in the current time period that is going to be based around maybe Jacoby Myers, Kendrick Bourne, um, or another wide receiver from New England, you might not be able to have them in your lineups week 13, week 16, which is not ideal. So that's something you're going to want to think about addressing as time moves along. You're going to want to pop into the tool maybe around week 10, 11, and start thinking about other ways that you can fill your roster in those weeks. The Panthers have played a pretty grueling schedule at this point. They were actually, uh, they actually played the fourth most difficult schedule. I skipped over them. And like some of the other teams we mentioned, things really flip for them in the back half of the year. Lots of questions right now about what's going to happen with Sam Darnold. Is the team going to try to turn towards Walker? I don't think that's going to happen. I expect Darnold to get a little bit more of a leash. Can he turn things around that? Well, hopefully this schedule shift will behoove him. And let's actually take a look at quarterback. So yeah, Carolina, as you'd expect, and things don't always map like this, played a pretty difficult schedule for quarterbacks that will flip down the stretch. And what I what I mean there is you don't always see a team's quarterback's strength of schedule matching with his wide receivers or his tight ends. There's reasons this can happen. One is the tool is heavily looking at players that are fantasy relevant. So some defenses might have a tendency to limit what other teams' top players can do, but allow the tertiary pieces that aren't fantasy relevant to accrue a lot of receptions, a lot of yards. Um, There might be defenses that are susceptible to allowing wide receivers to rack up a fair amount of catches, but contain touchdowns, which is a pretty big component of quarterback scoring. So you're not always going to see the rankings between quarterbacks and their wide receivers in terms of strength, the schedule always line up. It often happens, but there's reasons that it won't always work out like that. So we had just talked about 
Carolina expecting a flip. The other team, Washington, played a pretty difficult wide receiver schedule between weeks one and week seven. They'll move towards the middle of the pack. And we will now shift over to tight end. Um, maybe not focusing quite as heavily on um, the particulars here, but the Chargers, Ravens, Eagles, Titans, Giants, and Patriots played the most easy schedules uh, in the first half of the year. We see New England remain in the favorable territory. Uh, the only other team that remains fairly close would be the Titans. Uh, the rest of those teams, it looks like they fall out, given what we see in the GLSP teams that were in the bottom stretches, or excuse me, bottom portions in the first stretch of the year. The Jets, Cowboys, Jaguars, Buccaneers, Packers, Falcons, and Chiefs. And then we see towards the bottom of the rankings for the rest of the season, starting at the bottom, Lions, Chargers, Panthers, Ravens, Colts, Saints, and Pittsburgh. The Jets, not that you're necessarily that interested, move up more towards the middle of the range. The Cowboys, people probably will be curious to know uh, as it relates to Blake Jarwin and Dalton Schultz, move up towards the middle. I'm not really seeing any team here, though, from the bottom five that sees a tremendous role reversal. Green Bay, that schedule remains hard. Um, Tampa Bay actually is a team that flips. So Gronk was killing it before he was sidelined. And when he gets back, it looks like he's got a lot of runway to continue keeping his foot on that gas pedal and scoring a ton of fantasy points. Let's take a quick pop back, though, to quarterback. Now that we've hit the positions that most people are probably going to be more excited to learn about. Team that played the easiest schedule thus far was the Buffalo Bills. Their schedule moves to more of an average schedule to close out the year. The Eagles, and yeah, it's probably helped Jalen Hurts, played a pretty easy schedule to open the year. And they will move towards an average schedule. But with the way that a lot of Hertz production has come this year, that probably doesn't matter that much. He's going to have to try to continue and get things done with his feet. On the year we've seen for Jalen Hurts at this point, 86% of his performances have been QB1 performances. He ranks in at quarterback five in PPR per game. So things have been working out for Hertz. Looks like we're, we don't need to expect him to come crashing back down to earth. Chargers played a very easy schedule to open the year. Things will reverse for them in the back half. Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals have benefited from playing a pretty favorable schedule. They'll move back into the middle of the pack. Burrow should be fine. Finally, Matt Ryan, who got off to a slow start, has actually played a pretty easy schedule. Things do get harder for this team moving forward, but he does draw favorable matchups with San Francisco and Detroit in weeks 15 and 16, but a rough game facing Buffalo in week 17. We look at the teams with the harder schedules. Dallas faced the hardest schedule. Of course, Dak Prescott, should be able to enjoy this shift that's coming for the team with them playing a top eight schedule 
uh, from here on out. And if we take a take a second here just to focus on Dak and what he's been able to do this year, he ranks seventh in PPR per game. He's been a QB one in 83% of games. Remember, Dallas has only played at this point six games. So he's held stride with Jalen Hurts. And he ranks in at uh, two in QBR, four in passing touchdowns. Been a pretty exciting year for this team, especially uh, as we look forward. You know that that excitement should continue. So Prescott, that uh, that that's an encouraging outlook for him going forward. Uh, the Raiders see a drastic change going from playing one of the most difficult quarterback schedules to playing the easiest schedule. Derek Carr has been doing well. Of course, still some moving parts as this team adjusts to the change at quarterback. But Derek Carr should be able to finish very strong this year. Get this. Tom Brady has played the third most difficult schedule, has been absolutely killing it. Tampa Bay plays a top eight schedule for the rest of the year. Seattle, when Russell Wilson gets back, should have a lot of room to work with as the Seahawks play the fifth easiest schedule down the stretch, making Russell Wilson a guy that you could go after if you're feeling good about your team and want to get a strong quarterback in to finish out the year. Uh, They do have a tough matchup with the Rams in week 15, but they draw Detroit in week 17, something worth paying attention to. The Browns, very difficult schedule to start the year. Um, In the back half of the year, though, they do not see that much change uh, as they get up more towards the middle, but still have a number of difficult contests in that range. And then finally, Pittsburgh Steelers, um, they have played the seventh most difficult schedule to start the year. Things will get easier for Ben Roethlisberger playing the fourth easiest schedule down the stretch. I am not certain, though, that that really helps out anybody that much in terms of addressing their quarterback needs. Uh, as Roethlisberger, it would be hard to say as a player that you could rely on for the rest of the year. Uh, and out of curiosity here, let's take a quick second and focus a little bit on Ben Roethlisberger. He has not recorded a single QB1 finish this year. 33% of his matches or 33% of his games, he hasn't even been a QB2 and has only been a QB2 67% of the time, of course, because again, no finishes as a QB1 for Ben Roethlisberger. Comes in at 30th in PPR per game. He's 29th in QPR this year, 28 in passing touchdowns. 28 in passing touchdowns. Yeah, I just said that 23rd in passing yards. To be fair, they've only played six games, but really all you need to know is that he is 30th right now in PPR per game. Uh, Defenses, I'm not sure that it makes a huge amount of sense to go through um, like we did those other positions. I will give you a quick preview here, though, of weeks 15 to 17. DSTs with favorable schedules, the Jaguars, Bills, Chargers, Bengals, and Buccaneers. If you want to start horning defenses, normally that's something that we'll start to think about a little bit more, uh, maybe toward week 10 or week 11. Um, but I hope that this is a really helpful view. I know I went through 
through things pretty quickly. You can go back, make some more sense of the things that I said. But really, this tool is extremely powerful for deciding how you might constitute your roster, especially in that playoff stretch, how you can set your team up to be successful uh, as bye weeks to continue to hit. And it's also really helpful in determining which teams have schedules that set up favorably for players that you can target in trades or which players you might be more inclined to give up in a trade. Really think this is one of those that's worth the price of admission. So though we're happy to talk about it on the show, I'd you know just encourage um, you to actually subscribe to the site and check it out for yourself. Just another one of the really, really useful tools that we have. So anyways, uh, a lot of content in there. Hopefully, uh, something that you glean from this is very applicable to your team will allow you to position yourself or success for the rest of the season. As I said earlier, Curtis and I will be back two more times this week. So hope that you enjoy getting a bonus episode in this week and we will be back with you on, you're going to be listening to this on Wednesday. So we'll be back with you on Thursday. All right. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Rotoviz Fantasy Football Show. Send us questions at rvffshow at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at DaveCabinFF and at CPatrickNFL. Leave us a voicemail at 978-615-9214. And make sure to rate, review, and subscribe.